Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Skeptics vs. Believers podcast, where we discuss paranormal current events and tales of unexplained cryptid encounters. My name is Mike. And my name's Kim. And boy, oh boy, does it feel good to be back. It's been a long, long time, everyone. Yes. If you follow us on Instagram, you'll know that we were on a long hiatus, basically because we had to deal with COVID in both of our houses, and stresses of COVID put a stress on us creating the podcast. So it went through my house, and in the process, Kim caught it herself, and that knocked us out for about a month. Yeah, KO. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me, Kim, what was dealing with COVID like? It's a roller coaster. You know, COVID is not fun. I would say mine wasn't as bad from what I've heard. How long would you say the worst of them lasted? Was it the full week? It was just that full week. It was like hardcore. Mm. And then I found out I was positive after the fact <laughs> that I was going through a week of sickness. You just rode the week out. <laughs> I was like, fuck it, let's just ride through. Something's wrong. <laughs> Let me go get tested. I don't know. <laughs> they did ask me, they're like, why'd you take so long? And I was like, I didn't think I had COVID. Girl, you are crazy. <laughs> Girl, you are COVID. <laughs> I don't know how to tell this to you, but... It seems that you have come out of this as COVID. Yeah, pretty much. And then, yeah, and then the next two weeks was basically quarantining. I know the feeling. I had to do it myself here. What was it like at your house? Yeah, I mean, it was similar. Um, the only difference being I was the only one not sick, so I had ah. to take care of everyone else and throw the trash out, wipe door handles down. Golden uh, <laughs> child of COVID type things. Yeah, the, the perks that come along with what seems to be immune to COVID. Because I don't know how I didn't catch it. I was around you. I was yeah. around, obviously, my family and came out of it. I'm still shocked <laughs> at how you're still not sick. It's been like two months already. Maybe they snuck the vaccine in my food or like in my <laughs> drink when I wasn't paying attention because it never got to me. And I'm thankful for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you're lucky. I came out of it good. And we all did. Because you're doing a lot better now. Oh, yeah. I lost 20 pounds. 20 pounds? Jeez. And Fuck off, corn pounds. <laughs> I'm a new woman now. Damn, that quarantine diet. All you need to do is catch COVID and you get that summer body ready. Seriously, I think I'm ready. Let's go to the beach. <laughs> you got your two pieces and all your swimsuits ready? They were lined up since after I was sick. You're like, oh, I'm losing so much weight from this disease. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I'm jealous. And now I wish I had COVID. I have some quarantine pounds I need to drop myself. Quarantine 15. Quarantine 15. <laughs> like the freshman 15. Except like, this is quarantine. Like running? You never heard of the freshman 15? No. It's when you go to college as a freshman for the first time and all the stress of college hits you and you gain like 15 pounds in the first year. I'm pretty sure I got the freshman 20 or something like that because I was stressed as fuck. It was you like know, adulthood nobody... right there. Like if you fucked up, you're just a loser exactly. for the rest of your college <laughs> career. You're like finally out of high school where everyone tells you what to do. And then now you're in college and it's all on you basically, right? Like, Pretty much. It's, it's up to you. And if I wasn't motivated, which I wasn't. It, yeah, um, same here. I don't think anybody was motivated. Yeah. And then I got, you know, finals come around. I got super stressed and. Um, Cheated your ass off. <laughs> I cheated. I don't know what you're talking about. I got uh, all that came from out of my brain. No cheating over here. Okay. I don't know about that. <laughs> I feel terrible for all the children that are listening to this podcast. Yeah, don't cheat. Don't uh, cheat. It it's not going to get you anywhere. Gets you nowhere in life. <laughs> Except maybe a diploma, but 
we're not going to talk about that right now. Uh, <laughs> instead, we're going to get into the main topic of tonight's podcast, which is not frauding CUNY out of a bachelor's degree. Uh, <laughs> so we're back. Everyone's feeling good. Thank you to all the followers who sent out your warm get well wishes. It's highly appreciated and we're very thankful for it. It was very sweet. So thank you all. Thank you. And thank you for listening. I mean, yeah, this we, is episode five. It's crazy. It is. So through four episodes thus far, I'd say out of the cryptids that we've discussed, ghosts have been probably the most convincing or the one that I would say you are absolutely not a skeptic on. It's absolutely correct. And not only that, but to add on top of it, kind of like a stamp of, I guess, what would it Kim be? Kimproval? A stamp of Kimproval. We caught an EVP. Yeah, I mean, what did you guys think of that? Yes. What did you think of that? I'm still in shock. I try not to think about it because, like I said, anytime I've, I go to your house, I keep it in the back of my head that there's something there that was talking to us. And you fucking shadow people in your house. <laughs> you know this. <laughs> and uh, they talk name. now. We need a name. No. Yeah. I don't I don't endorse that. Please uh. <laughs> comment on a name. We need a name. It's It's only right. It's only nice to do that. All right, let's do it. We're going to, we can do a poll. We'll send a poll out to all our listeners and you guys will get to name Kim's ghost. Sounded like he was a male. Most definitely sounded like a male. So, and think he, of he a tried male to, name. He kind of answered one of your questions, Yeah, he answered he? my question. Sounds more dangerous, actually. In the beginning stories that we were talking, they didn't sound as dangerous as how they do now. Well, Kim's ghost seems to think that Bigfoot are dangerous, and... They are. <laughs> <laughs> I see them in the afterlife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to make fun of the ghost, because... He's going to fucking haunt me. He's going to fuck you up. Like, don't play with him. I got goosebumps because it's clearly something responding to your question. Yeah. It sounded like a walkie-talkie. And it wasn't a mistake, right? Because we were actually editing the audio. At that point, there were no cuts. We hadn't even edited that part, right? No, I didn't even get there. I was just listening. And then I heard it. This sounds like Uh, there's someone (laughs) in the background. (laughs) I would have packed my things and left the house as soon as possible. I'm not going to lie. I closed it. I was like, you know, I don't think I'm going to edit this this week (laughs) or by tonight. I kind of don't want to play this again. And it was late at night, so I was even more scared. Perfect time. But he hasn't been back. I haven't heard or felt anything late at night, so... That's great. I mean, I, I, I'm glad that that's the case. <laughs> the fact that that is something you would have to consider before I go to bed is it's not something I, I envy. I know. I think it's weird that I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> With the ghost. I, I'm just not scared of this particular ghost. Other ghosts, like on TV from Ghost Hunters. That <laughs> manifest shit is scared. yourself. <laughs> Please don't manifest <laughs> yourself. <laughs> yeah. I would be stressed out. If you don't know, uh, I think we talked about ghost hunters and how they yell at ghosts in these haunted houses and uh, like provoke them to come out yeah. and just poke in the bear. Come here. <laughs> come out. It's Play smart. with this ball here. <laughs> throw bricks at me. <laughs> <laughs> they actually threw a brick at him in they did? one of the first seasons. Yeah. That really? was one- it had to be somebody else throwing the brick. 
I don't know. I still don't think Ghost Hunter is real. I don't know. You think it's real? Some of it, sure. I've seen some stuff on there. They had a, and I think it was one of the first couple seasons, they captured what looked like a ghost of walk across a, an abandoned room, like mm-hmm. an empty room. They set up a camera, and mm-hmm. this ghost just appeared and walked across the room. Like, you could see it clear as day. Yeah. Just walk across the room. And I thought, that's the most convincing yeah, thing I've seen. Yeah, you can't really. I mean, you can fake that. You could if I, you're really good at special effects. It looked so real. You'd have to have really good special effects. And at the time, it was really early in the show. Yeah, you know the the guy wears fucking Jenko jeans and <laughs> he has like these big baggy pants and he's like really goth. And um, they had just regular hand cameras. It wasn't even GoPros oh, at the yeah, point. I remember that. I don't think that if these guys were walking around with GoPros, that they were able to manifest a ghost and capture it on camera. It had to be a real ghost. I got to give them that whenever they like record something. Yeah. And then you see it's a ghost ghost. It does a a little real, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) But in other things, when they're trying to measure the The Geiger counter, when that shit looks fake. I don't know. It's hard to understand because I don't really understand the instruments. I just go off of like what they're saying it is. And if, you know, it's going crazy. It's obviously some kind of energies in the area. And they're capturing it. But as to what it feels like, I don't know. I think that's something we would have to experience in person. I'm good. I, I think I experience <laughs> enough with you have my your ghost own, at home. You have ghosts that talk to you. So, I mean. Hey, he does not talk to me. <laughs> he wanted to get in on this podcast. You're I mean, right. Come on. That was like his five sex of glory. It's a paranormal podcast and he is the paranormal well now the unnamed ghost in your house invited himself on the podcast it's a a three-person show all this time it's been three people michael oh that's (laughs) fucking scary (laughs) because it's true (laughs) and now i won't stop thinking about that (laughs) but we're gonna shift away from ghost so that i can sleep tonight and um what we're getting into today is Something that might keep you up at night as well. And that is black-eyed kids. Oh my gosh. Just it, thinking about that is just freaky. I was going to say, the sound of black-eyed kids is very unsettling. Just, you know, small children with all black eyes. Little cute-ass kids. Ah, the only thing the black-eyed takes away from the cuteness yeah that's what i'm saying they're cute and their (laughs) eyes are just like whoa (laughs) it just lowered the cute meter down yeah i think it eliminates it all together in my (laughs) my book but what are black-eyed kids i'm sure you're wondering yeah what are they have you heard of black-eyed kids i haven't heard of their stories Mm -hmm. but i can imagine (laughs) through like (laughs) horror films these little children with black eyes have you ever seen Children of the Corn. It's an old movie. Yeah, it's old. But it's creepy because it's, uh, it's a bunch of... Do they have these... black eyes? I remember them having black eyes, I think. <laughs> it happens in a cornfield. And from what I remember, it was haunted by the devil or possessed by the devil. like poltergeisty activity or these kids were demons. And I think there's a scene where they all have black eyes and they're surrounding one of the people that they kill who they light on fire. Get and... out of here. That's... Very creepy. Very (laughs) creepy. (laughs) So, Michael, what are black-eyed kids? That is a great question. So, according to all of the eyewitnesses that speak on having seen black-eyed kids, black-eyed children, or kids, are a mysterious humanoid cryptid being that look to be of kids between the ages of 6 to 16 years old. They only appear at night, and to unsuspecting adults alone 
in either a parking lot, in their homes. These kids come in groups of two or more, and they usually ask for favors. So I'm sure Favors? (laughs) What kind of favors? What do they ask for? Sugar? Like, come on. So some of the favors that they seem to have asked is to be let inside of your house or your car or to let them use your phone, usually because they're lost or they're trying to find their parents. And a lost kid came up to you and say, hey, you know, I want to call my parents. I'm lost. Could you help me? Let me call. Use Uh. your own phone. It's 2021. (laughs) Your mom didn't buy you a phone. (laughs) That's a great question, right? But if I had saw a kid that was six years old or, you know, small, I wouldn't assume that he had a I guess nowadays, yes, I would assume they have a cell phone (laughs) or a tablet, something. But they ask people to let them in to their homes or just to let them use a phone to call their parents, which further emphasizes the fact that they're lost. And so other favors are, hey, could you let me come in and uh, get a bite to eat? I'm hungry. What the hell? It's late. Did you your house? <laughs> <laughs> or can I come in and use your bathroom? So That's a deal breaker because... If you gotta go, you gotta go. It's hard because it's a kid too, right? exactly. That is what they have been reported to ask people favors for, or that's their way of getting into your house. It's the icebreaker. So from the few people who have had interaction with black-eyed kids, they all express the same feelings, and those are of feelings of dread, scaredness, something's very wrong, and then it's usually around that time where they notice these kids have black eyes, no pupils, just straight black eyes. I didn't ask for company tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Did I invite you over? (laughs) I was busy watching something on Netflix. Scram, kid. Other than them being very pushy, And asking for favors, people don't know where they come from because it seems that they need your permission before they can come in. A lot of the people who report seeing them mention that after that request of, hey, could I come in your house and use your phone? They ask the person, hey, could you invite me in? Otherwise, I can't come in. And they get really angry because (laughs) these people who don't, they kind of, you know, they're stuck outside. And then the longer they're outside, I feel like that's when people become more aware of something being off. And then they see that eventually these kids have black eyes. And so... That is the M.O. of these black-eyed kids is that they ask for favors, they're very pushy, and we don't know where they're from. Rude. <laughs> yeah. Get out. Ugh. It's, what uh, do they do if they were to go inside? Like, do they kill people? It's a great question. What do they do? So, in doing the research on black-eyed kids, I find that it's very rare that people actually invite them in. There are some cases of people reporting letting these kids in. Mm-hmm. And bad stuff happens to the people who live there. So the one story I read on, it talked about this old couple Mm -hmm. who obviously, you know, older people, you know, they're grandparents, right? So the kid knocks on their door. Hey, we're lost. And they let the pair of kids in. And what happens is a lot of strange stuff. So one, the kid goes to the bathroom. One, One of the kids goes to the bathroom, or I think they both go to the bathroom. And I'm sorry for not knowing the specifics because I remember just reading this in passing. Mm hmm. But one of the kids goes to the bathroom and then all the power in the house shuts down. Oh, hell no. (laughs) And older couple walks around asking for the kids like, hey, is everyone all right? At the end of the hallway, these black eyed kids mention our parents are here for us. Oh, Oh my God. And while the power is out, the door opens, the kids go outside and they're picked up by a pair of these men in a car and the way that the older woman describes these men as being these long skinny pale men and they pick these kids up 
And then as mm-hmm. soon as the kids leave, the power kicks back on. But what happens is a couple months later, the husband ends up getting cancer. The grandmother also ends up getting sick herself, and then they both pass away. So it's kind of like they got cursed by allowing these the presence of these kids into their homes. Oh. It seems like letting them in is not a good idea. That's like a slow <laughs> death. Ugh. Yeah. Can so, you imagine like letting them in for five minutes and then just dying for the rest of your life? It sounds like a vampire, doesn't it? Yeah. You have to invite a vampire into your home before it can come in. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it can't. And then they just drain your life? Mm-hmm. So. Wow. That leads to the next question, which is where do these kids come from? It's one that's still unknown. Aside from the fact that we obviously have never caught any of these black-eyed kids, I don't believe there's any video or photo evidence of them actually existing other than accounts from people's encounters. Mm -hmm. It only leads to these theories of these black-eyed kids being hybrids, human aliens that are coming down or that are roaming Earth somehow lost in between them being picked up from their spaceship or dropped off or trying to abduct people maybe even, which is why that the pair of men who picked the kids up were described as being these tall, skinny guys, kind of like men in black. Wow. Well, yeah, that's that's crazy. That's scary. It's super creepy. So overall, these black-eyed kids do not sound like anything that you want to come across. No, thanks. <laughs> good. Very creepy, very abductee, abduction-like yeah. activities or... Vampy vibes. But it still has not stopped the amount of people who claim to have seen them. Although we have yet to capture any of these black-eyed kids on camera or in any way other than through these people's stories, I mean, it still definitely sounds like something you don't want to run into on a dark alley. Dark alley, my house, <laughs> yeah, <anywhere, laughs> I think. <laughs> Most definitely not at my front door. Yeah, no. But nonetheless, people continue to report seeing these black-eyed children haunting them, or I wouldn't say haunting, but approaching them at outside when they're alone in their home still. And we have actually a, a couple stories of people's experiences with these black-eyed kids. Do you want to get into those? Yeah, I do. I want to see what this is all about. I don't know if I really believe that these little kids are just out here trying to go into your house for no reason. <laughs> you're you're leaning towards skeptic on these black-eyed kids. I'm skeptic about it. I'm skeptical. You are? I- that you would be like 100% believer because like the alien aspect of this. <laughs> so, even though it sounds real, it's also bullshit <laughs> no no i wouldn't say it's bullshit i mean some of it it sounds like it, it's hard to not believe like if you think about all these other crazy things that are running out there or people will say are running out there like bigfoot dogman or um aliens why wouldn't there be some kind of a hybrid human alien kid asking to come in your house <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> asking to come into your house to use your bathroom to Sing just leave uh, yeah, saying it out loud uh, really, <laughs> really makes me feel stupid. But um, I, I'm not 100 percent on black eyed kids. But let's listen to these yeah, stories. Let, I'll, I'll let you read these stories. Yes, and let's see if we walk away from this being a little less skeptical. This woman notices a young boy. This story comes from Phantoms and Monsters. And if you don't know what Phantoms and Monsters is, it's a really cool, interesting site with a mm-hmm. ton of these stories on the site that range from black-eyed kids to Mothman, Bigfoot sightings, anything you could think of, you could find a crazy story on, on this website. And this one talks about a woman who notices a young boy walking around her neighborhood in 
his bare feet. So, obviously, off already, lots of weirdness. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Do kids walk around with their bare feet? No. Not in New York. Not in New York. (laughs) Good luck. Maybe in better weather. I don't know. No. That would be spotted quickly. It's very odd. He later approaches her and asked her if she could help him find another boy. And that's about when she notices these black eyes. So... The story goes like this. First of all, some backstory. My mom and I are both firm believers in all things paranormal. We know the stories of black-eyed children very well. Two kids with no emotion and black, shadowy faces asking to come inside to use the phone or even ask you for just simple help, but if you help, bad things will happen we are believers but of course we never thought either of us would actually encounter something like this on friday on friday night my mom got home late from work there was a meeting about her work staying open during quarantine so she didn't get to our house until about 7 30 or so after pulling up in the front of our house she noticed a kid walking down our street now my neighborhood doesn't really have younger kids at all mainly just us teenagers So my mom found this kid walking kind of strange. She even says to my dad, who was on the phone with her, and he jokes about the kid jumping on her car to scare her. You know, a typical dad trying to be funny. Then, just as fast as he was in front of her and moving to her, he was gone down the road and around the corner. 20 minutes go by before my mom hangs up the phone and steps out the car. From behind her, she hears a childlike, excuse me. After dropping her purse and screaming, she looks to the kid who she notices is the same boy who had disappeared around the corner almost half an hour before. Immediately, she told us she had this overwhelming feeling of pure fear through her entire body. She stares this boy down and notes that she can't see his face at all because of the hood and shadows from the street lamp behind him. And he has no shoes. It's 8 p.m. on a Friday night after a stay-at-home order was just put out and there was this little boy running around barefoot in just shorts and a hoodie. It was like he was trying to dress like a regular person, but just barely missed the mark. This boy, with his head down, asked my mom if she had seen another little boy and that he couldn't find him anywhere, meaning he was one of a pair. My mom who has three kids and is one of the most genuinely kind people I know, had no urge whatsoever to help this child in front of her or had any kind of sympathy for his situation. She just felt wrong, like there was something off and she needed to leave. In her head, her only thought was that she needed to run up porch steps and get inside. However, in her head, her only thought was that she needed to run up our porch steps and get inside. However, What came out of her mouth was completely different. She tells this little boy, No, I have it, honey. Where did you lose him? I can help you look. Every part of her was telling her to leave and that this was wrong, but she offered to help. It's like the children knew she thought something was off, though, because right at that second, another boy in the distance screamed. Of course, my mom jumped and her fear spiked, but the boy was eerily calm and still. He looked at her, and she suddenly noticed the black eyes. In a monotone voice, the boy said, Oh, there he is. Turned in the opposite direction and ran up the street, then turned left and was gone. H.S. 
What <laughs> the hell? So that one wasn't as scary, but it's even- just weird and creepy. Very creepy, right? A barefooted boy creeping up on you after you're getting out of your car late at night. It's quarantine. This was probably early on in the quarantine. Yeah. Uh, when was that? That's recent? That's a recent story? Yeah, this happened back in, it sounds like, March. Oh, wow. Yeah, so fairly recent. But yeah, I mean, what do you think? Super creepy. Are you offering help to some kid who's barefooted and asking you where his other partner is? Oh, man. it's Should you really be asking for that? You should really be asking for shoes. <laughs> But if I was just getting out of the car and it's late at night and then I saw that, I, I think I would help. But I'm not that heartless <laughs> to uh, not help a child. You would? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> then you just go back into your car and you drive <laughs> off. <laughs> I wouldn't take too kind to a, someone creeping up on me in, in the middle of the night with a hoodie on and no shoes and overall creepy vibes. It coming. would feel sus, but I mean, what if he just went through some shit and then he had to look for his brother or something, you know, like... Like a murder type of thing. Like he's running away from somebody who's about to kill his family. That's a good point. There's an axe murderer. I ran out. I didn't have time to put my shoes yeah. on. Yeah. But if it was a little pushy, like trying to get into my car and stuff. Yeah. I'd be like, all right, yo, chill. I'll <laughs> help you. You just got to calm down. So here's the creepy part. She hears another boy scream in the distance and the kid acknowledges it. Like, oh yeah, there's my buddy. Later. And then he runs off. And not only that, he's got black eyes. Wouldn't you be running too, like trying to save that kid who's screaming? First of all. That's too much. It's the middle of the night. Isn't that even more of a reason for you to check on that child? It's it's just testing your morality. It's very, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. If if it were me, I'd definitely run up that porch inside my house. Like, nope, I can't help you. Sorry. Gotta go. (laughs) you say that to the kid? Right now, you're thinking about it. You're thinking of the story. But I'm saying she really didn't have time to really think. True. And she was a mother. So if you're just getting out of your car and then that happened there, you would probably help that kid too. Possibly. I don't know. It's a tricky situation with these black-eyed kids because, well, firstly, they are kids. And the yeah. first instinct for any, I think anybody that's a good human being is, yeah, I want to help this kid. Exactly. But just the overall creepiness of the rest of the situation yeah. and the circumstances, it being night, it's quarantine, or like early on, and, you know, this kid's barefoot outside. Yeah. Did he have a mask on, Ellie? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, black-eyed kids don't believe in masks. They don't double up <laughs> on masks like some folks. That probably might be my <laughs> first question. Where's your mask? <laughs> Come on. Haven't you been watching the news, child? <laughs> I probably wouldn't believe that. Your size are black. What? That is another thing, right? I, I can imagine these people having the, these experiences and then having to tell somebody, you know, who's going to believe me? I saw a child who was very pushy and had all black eyes. Would you believe me if I told you that? I would believe you. No, yes, you I would. No, you you're a skeptic. And if, if you're going to come to me right. all of a sudden, I saw black eyed kids. <laughs> I'm not going to believe you. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the only time I should believe somebody is. <laughs> what are your beliefs on black-eyed children? <laughs> it's, an, it's a weird situation. But it's not the only encounter that I have for you tonight. It gets creepier. So this story comes from Brian Bethel. Near as I can figure, this happened in 1996. I've managed to pin down the date that far. I feel like it happened in the spring or summer. Since I remember wearing a pair of shorts, but one of my great regrets is not recording the actual date of the event. After you hear the story, 
you'd think it would be something you'd never forget. But given enough time between, it's not the case. My memory, while good, isn't quite great. I had gone down to the former site of Camelot Communications, one of the area's original internet providers, to pay my bill. At the time, Camelot was located on North First Street, near the movie theater, in a shadow of what is now Chase, then Bank One. I was using the light of the theater's marquee to write out my check, which I planned to put in Camelot's night drop slot. Involved in my work, I never heard them approach. There was a knock on my driver's side window. Two young boys, somewhere between 9 to 12 years old, and dressed in hooded pullovers, stood outside. I cracked the window a bit, anticipating a spiel for money, but I was immediately gripped by an incomprehensible, soul-racking fear. I had no idea why. A conversation ensued between one boy, a somewhat suave, olive-skinned, curly-haired young man, the other, a red-haired, pale-skinned, freckled man, stayed in the background. The spokesman, as I've come to think of him, told me that he and his companion needed a ride. They wanted to see a movie, Mortal Kombat, but they had left their money at their mother's house. Could I give them a ride? Plausible enough, but all throughout this exchange, the irrational fear continued and grew. I had no reason to be frightened of these two boys, but I was. Terribly. After a bit of more conversation, I looked up at the theater marquee and down at the digital clock display in my car. Mortal Kombat's last show of the night had already started. By the time I could have driven the boys anywhere and back, it would have practically been over. All the while, the spokesman uttered assurances. It wouldn't take long. They were just two little kids. They didn't have a gun or anything. The last part was a bit unnerving. I noticed that my hand had strayed towards the lock of my door. I pulled it away, perhaps a bit too violently. In the short time I had broken the gaze of the spokesman, something had changed and my mind exploded in a vortex of all-consuming terror. Both boys stared at me with cold black eyes. The sort of eyes one sees these days on aliens or bargain basement vampires on late-night television. Soulless orbs, like two great swaths of starless night. I did what I feel any rational person would do. I full-on freaked out inside while trying to appear completely sane and calm. I apologized to the kids. I made whatever excuses came to mind, all of them designed to get me the hell out of there, fast. The aura of fear was now a palpable, black-hanging thing, almost as if reality itself was wrapping around me. I wrapped my hands around the gear shift, threw the car into reverse, and began to roll up the window, apologizing all the while. My fear must have been evident. The boy in the back wore a look of confusion. The spokesman banged sharply on the window as I rolled it up. His words, full of anger, echo in my mind even today. We can't come in unless you tell us it's okay. Let us in. I drove out of the parking lot in blind fear, and I'm surprised I didn't sideswipe a car or two along the way. I stole a quick look in my rearview mirror before peeling out into the night. The boys were gone. Even if they had run, I don't believe there was any place they could have hidden from view that quickly. I write for a lot of reasons. I do it even if I didn't get paid to do so. So I wrote down the story of what had happened, more or less as a cathartic exercise, 
and shared it with a small group of friends on an email list. From there, it got out into the wider internet and grew and grew and grew. Type my name in Google and you'll find it soon enough. In time, there was a term coined for what I'd seen. B-E-Ks, Black Eyed Kids. I wouldn't have chosen it personally, but it's an acronym the internet knows. I'm pretty easy to track down, and so I still get calls, emails, and inquiries from people all over the world who want to know more about what I saw, what I think they were, and what the encounter means in some cosmic sense. I've been contacted by everyone from Korean television stations planning New Year's Eve shows to regular people who just wanted to talk. More interesting to me has been sporadic, but then occasional contact from people who think they may have seen something similar. Some narratives follow the template of my original encounter a bit too slavishly, and those are easy to dismiss, but others have a more than subtle ring of the same sort of panic and helplessness I felt. Similar experiences have now in places from suburban neighborhoods to your standard dark alleys throughout the country, possibly beyond. Kids like the ones I saw have allegedly been seen wandering through certain 24-hour big box retailers in the middle of the night and banging on the front doors of numerous witnesses. Are all these accounts true? Unlikely. Are there enough of these to at least reinforce my belief that I encountered something truly strange? Definitely. So that's Brian Bethel's story. And it looks like these kids were really angry they didn't get to see Mortal Kombat, along with the <laughs> fact that he didn't let them in to his car. I'm so happy he didn't, because it was not going to end well. It did not. That one kid was really angry. He sounded angry that he didn't let him in. He also gave his little spiel away. We can't get in if you don't let us. Yeah, the, the biggest red flag, other than them in the middle of the night when the show had already started, is the kid banging on his window. He was smart to look at the time and to look at the last show. That's a good point. He did a lot of things in that short amount of time. Yeah. To kind of, I guess, check these kids' information. I didn't think of it, but that's kind of, that's interesting. I would have been like, well, you already missed the last show, so I guess you guys are (laughs) going to have to walk home now. No more comment for you guys tonight. Sorry. As you can see, the pushiness of these kids, it's definitely something that's unsettling do they have magic powers because when his hand started to move towards the lock it seemed like he was hypnotized it right it was weird but i thought that unless you give them the approval they can't really mess with you like that seems like that but so it kind of seems like there is really no boundary it seems like they operate with a certain amount of rules that they have to comply with one being that they need your permission but it also looks like they can hypnotize you sort of with their eyes or at least that's what it sounds like it was, right? Uh, like after he looked at the eyes, yeah. that's when his hands started to move. A couple other encounters with these black-eyed kids, these people talk about them getting hypnotized by the eyes. They look into the eyes and then they find themselves leaning towards unlocking the door or going towards letting them in without them even knowing, which is Oof. even scarier and sounds kind of like a vampire. These vampy kids. <laughs> I mean, hey, if there's vampires out there, would you want to be a vampire? First of all, there's no vampires out <laughs> anywhere. These kids sound a lot like vampires. I know. Vampires aren't real. Are black-eyed kids. <laughs> They're definitely not real. <laughs> 
Because that's what they're starting to sound like to me. Would you say so far from these two stories that these kids sound more demonic, alien, or vampires? I'm leaning towards vampires. Yeah, definitely vampires. So then that would mean what? Vampires are real? <laughs> I'm a skeptic I'm on vampires. I'm saying they're like. leaning towards it. I didn't say they are. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm still There's on a- the skeptic <laughs> spectrum, okay? <laughs> I don't know what to believe is what I'm saying. I don't know what these things are. It's just so weird. When you're so scared and you're just backing up in a car, that's when you hit another car. Yeah, like he said, he surprised he didn't swipe two or three cars on his way out. Because I would have been like, whoa. <laughs> and then next Gotta thing go. you know, you look up at the rear view mirror and these kids are in my car. That's why I was waiting <sighs> for that. You know, like a horror film? And then they turned out to be in back of him. And that was the last we've ever seen. <laughs> I thought it was weird. They were gone. And he said there yeah. was nowhere for them to hide that quick. Yeah. Either they, what, disappeared into thin air or... They're fucking hiding behind cars. I don't know. Well, they could run faster, kids. <laughs> They're not regular kids, though. Cars <laughs> are fast. <laughs> they if, fly. Yeah, I was going to say, what if they floated away? Yeah. On some, like, Lost Boys shit where they, like, just fucking flew into the sky. And are they... vampires invisible, too? No, their vampires are invisible in mirrors. Like, you can't see their reflection. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he looked at the mirror. You can't see their uh, reflection. Oh, there you go, folks. Not only Call are me we the investigator, not only are we back because I stay investigating. <laughs> not only are we back, but we're solving cases out here. And what we're saying, folks, is that we think these are vampires. <laughs> <laughs> what we're saying, folks, is that this shit is not real. <laughs> vampires are real. Either this is not real, or vampires are real. <laughs> <laughs> so if you see these black-eyed kids or you, you come your across doors. hide your babies <laughs> hide your babies hide your kids don't let them in the moral of uh the story here i don't let no one in my house <laughs> don't come to kim's house because uh you hear this con edison you're never <laughs> coming in my house <laughs> you're not welcome <laughs> hey man we just gotta check your electricity <laughs> on the side of your house con edison our vampire. Oh my god. Con, the, con, the meter men? The meter men. They just uh, want to come into your house. Always asking for permission. Can I read your meter? And then they have, that's a great way for them to that's get in your I'm house. Saying. You better not give these kids some ideas because. These black eyed kids need to rethink their strategy. Come, just come in a Come con work for Con Edison. <laughs> I need to read your meter, sir. Oh, okay. You were Con Ed? Perfect. There you go. <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm gonna be dead. And exactly. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> that leaves us with the final story of this evening's Black Eyed Kids episode. This eyewitness account follows the same characteristics as the others. It's titled "No, You Won't Be Calling Anybody." <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> so this is probably gonna be the most pushiest of the Black Eyed Kids that we've come across this episode so far. The incident took place about 13 years ago. I had just moved to a new city with my wife. We were small-town newlyweds from the Midwest. We moved across the country to one of the biggest cities in the Southwest so I could attend graduate school. Being naive and new to the city living, I habitually answered the door without a second thought. Never again after this. The first thing that should have tipped me off to the unusualness of the situation was the fact that someone was knocking at 6 in the morning. The second thing that should have dawned on me 
is this kid had to reach over a rather tall patio gate to unlatch and open it. The knock at the door was startling. My wife and I were getting ready for work. Pretty normal routine. The moment I opened the door, I was overtaken with an inexplicable sense of fear. To this day, I can picture him. Teenager, average height, average build, knee-length black leather coat, short black hair and sunglasses. The sunglasses at 6am struck me as odd, even more odd. He was eating an apple. He was very polite and asked if he could come in and warm up. I said no, (laughs) closed the door and slid the security chain into place. A moment later, another knock. I opened the now chain door and before I could speak he asked again if he could come in and warm up. No, I replied and attempted to close the door. Before doors shut, he put his hand out stopping the door on its hinges. He looked directly into my eyes, still wearing his sunglasses and said, Can I at least get some ketchup for my apple? Fuck that, I reply, albeit a little confused. Get the hell out of here. My wife is calling the police. He takes a moment to let this information sink in, lowers his sunglasses, revealing eyes as black as obsidian, and says, No, you won't be calling anybody. At that moment, I force the door closed, lock it, and call out to my wife. She is scared shitless, hiding in the bedroom. All jacked up on adrenaline, I rip the curtains back to look out the window next to the door. He's gone. Absolutely no trace of him. I go out on the patio and check the gate. It's still latched from the inside. That was fucked up, I think to myself. And as I turn to enter the house, I notice a half-eaten apple lying on the ground. Well, this one wasn't pretty aggressive, but it seemed like he was more passive-aggressive. Nah, that hand was aggressive. Uh, Ketchup for my apple. I'm like, what kind of apple are you eating at 6 o'clock in the morning? He's got a leather trench coat and sunglasses. I thought he was like... It's a vampire. What the (laughs) fuck are we arguing about here? These are vampires. (laughs) Who wears sunglasses and leather coats (laughs) (laughs) at 6 a.m.? They still can't be outside. The sun can't touch their skin. I don't know what time of year this was, but before at 6 a.m., it's pretty dark out still. Maybe he was trying to get in before he can burn to a crisp. I don't know. Oh, man. Can I come in to warm up? It's a fucking vampire. We (laughs) solved the case, everyone. These black-eyed kids are not alien hybrids. (laughs) They are either really weird demon children. Who eat apples and ketchup. Who eat apples and ketchup. Want to watch Mortal Kombat. (laughs) Wear no shoes. They sound like a bunch of carefree vampires. Do you believe in vampires? (laughs) I do now. (laughs) (laughs) Whether they are aliens, hybrid children, or vampires, or they don't exist at all, that is a question that we'll leave unanswered. Black-eyed kids, everyone. What do you guys think? (laughs) Please let us know. Send us an email if you've had any black-eyed kid encounters at svbpodcast at outlook.com and let us know. Would you let these people into your house? Do you think they're demons? Do you think they're vampires? Do you think they don't exist at all? Are you a skeptic? Join us on our next episode of Skeptics vs. Believers where we get into more paranormal news, cryptid sightings. Thanks, everyone. My name's Mike. And my name's Kim. We'll see you next episode. 
See ya.